0: Hello and welcome to today's episode of The Quad Shot, where we help you down and digest the day's most pertinent cancer news. It's March 22nd, 2021. Welcome to the QuadCast. Let's dive in. First up, I'm disappointed. Does adjuvant immunotherapy improve outcomes for muscle-invasive urothelial carcinoma? Neoadjuvant cisplatin-based chemo is the preferred systemic therapy option for muscle-invasive bladder cancer. That's because data is stronger for chemo in the neoadjuvant rather than the adjuvant setting. Immunotherapy plays an increasing role in the treatment of advanced bladder cancer. IM vigor 10 is the first phase 3 trial to evaluate the role of adjuvant immunotherapy in the form of atezolizumab for patients with high-risk urothelial carcinoma following surgery. Over 800 patients with mostly muscle-invasive bladder cancer were randomized to no further therapy or atezolizumab for up to one year following radical surgery patients had to have high risk features such as ypT2 to 4A, pT3 to 4A and node positive disease about half received neoadjuvant cisplatin-based chemo while the rest did not and these patients had to have been ineligible for or declined adjuvant cisplatin-based chemotherapy compared to observation adjuvant atezolizumab did not significantly improve median disease-free survival. In addition, there was more toxicity in the atezo arm, 31 versus 18%. No key patient subgroups appeared to derive particular benefit from adjuvant atezo. Specifically, PD-L1 status and receiving neoadjuvant chemo had no apparent influence on atezolizumab benefit. The bottom line is... Adjuvant atezolizumab does not improve disease-free survival among patients with resected, high-risk, muscle-invasive urethelial carcinoma. Thanks to Belmont, Lancet Oncology, 2021. Up second, chirp. Is there a difference in toxicity when treating the prostate and elective nodes with a conventional sequential boost technique or a moderately hypofractionated simultaneous integrated boost technique. Recently, the POPRT trial showed that the addition of elective pelvic nodal radiation, 50 gray and 25 fractions, to moderately hypofractionated prostate radiation, 68 gray and 25 fractions, improved 5-year biochemical failure-free survival and disease-free survival in men with mostly high-risk prostate cancer. While moderately hypofractionated regimens lend themselves nicely to simultaneous selective nodal treatment, it's unclear if this technique increases toxicity compared to sequential conventional fractionation. The single center phase 2 CHIRP trial sought to compare late GI toxicity between both conventional and moderately hypofractionated radiation to the prostate and pelvic lymph nodes. Over 100 patients with high-risk disease being treated with radiation and 18 months of ADT were randomized to conventional fractionation or hypofractionation. The conventional fractionation arm consisted of 46 gray and 23 fractions to the pelvis, followed by a cone down boost to a total of 78 gray and 39 fractions to the prostate, plus or minus the seminal vesicles. The hypofractionated arm delivered 45 gray to pelvic nodes, and 68 grade to the prostate, plus or minus seminal vesicles, in the same 25 fractions using an SIB technique. There was no significant difference in the rate of acute grade 2 plus GI toxicity, about 20% in both arms, or GU toxicity, about 30% in both arms. There was also no significant difference in the rate of late grade 2 plus GI toxicity, 16% versus 10%, or GU toxicity, 16% versus 6%. In POPRT, adding pelvic radiation increased late GU toxicity, but not GI toxicity. The bottom line, in this phase 2 trial, using a moderately hypofractionated SIB technique to treat the prostate and pelvic nodes did not increase acute and late toxicity rates compared to conventional fractionation. Thanks to Wong. Practical Radiation Oncology, 2021. Up next, plaque problems. This retrospective study, as published in the Red Journal 2021 by Bogard et al., looked at over 900 patients receiving breast radiation and sought to determine if the dose to the LAD plaques when present was a better predictor of major adverse cardiac events also known as MACE, as compared to mean heart dose. The rationale stems from in vitro models suggesting that radiation leads to unstable coronary artery plaques and subsequent cardiac events. Among these patients, 18% had a LAD plaque. A calculated mean heart dose, left ventricular V5, mean LAD dose, and mean dose to the atherosclerotic plaques. Patients with an LAD plaque had a higher risk of MACE at 11.7% compared to those who did not have a plaque at 2.8%. In patients with a plaque, mean plaque dose was the factor most strongly associated with the risk of major adverse cardiac events. Each additional gray mean dose to the plaque resulted in a 20% relative increase in the risk of MACE. In patients without plaques, the left ventricular V5 was most strongly associated with major adverse cardiac events. Up next, meet me halfway. Despite many attempts to de-escalate concurrent high doses platin, 100 mg per meter squared every three weeks, during radiation for head and neck cancers, it has demonstrated improved cancer outcomes time and time again. To get even more specific, most protocols call for cisplatin on Mondays or Tuesdays to, and I quote, maximize overlap of daily radiation with cisplatin exposure. This retrospective look, as published in the International Journal of Cancer 2021 by Kong et al., evaluated outcomes among 435 patients receiving definitive head and neck chemo radiation at Memorial Sloan Kettering, and it asks two pragmatic questions. The first is whether or not cisplatin is really better on Mondays and Tuesdays. And the second is can the 100 mg per meter squared dose be given over two sequential days, meaning 50 mg per meter squared over two days every three weeks? This obviously wasn't a randomized trial, but the answer to question one appears to be no as local regional failure wasn't different depending on the day of the week that chemotherapy was administered. 6.7% on Monday and Tuesday versus 7.1% on Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. And the answer to question two was yes. Local regional control was similar for patients who got 100 mg per meter squared over two sequential days compared to getting it all on just one day. The rationale with the two-day cisplatin administration was increased opportunity for supportive care. In multivariate analysis, neither treatment delivery factor was associated with survival outcomes. Up next, swipe left. It's been feared for some time now that free market forces aren't really at play when contouring normal structures is on the line. This simple, yet startling analysis of the 2020 residency match reveals that there were only 128 MD and DO applicants for 189 available radiation oncology positions nationwide, representing a larger drop in applications from the previous decade, down about 31%, than seen in any other specialty. Unsurprisingly, Rather than using this as a natural correction to a dwindling job market, two-thirds of initially unfilled positions were filled via the soap, making radiation oncology the soapiest specialty by far, with 15% of the entering 2025 class, making this career decision in a matter of hours. To put this in perspective, the median across all other classes is 0.9% entering via soap. Thanks to Goodman, Red Journal, 2021. Up next, hit play. A prospective randomized trial reveals that pre-consultation patient educational videos double patients' confidence in their knowledge of side effects of breast radiation. Thanks to Kumar, Red Journal, 2020. Finally, it's electrifying. The Phase 3 PEACE trial demonstrates that electroacupuncture, which is just what it sounds like, electricity transmitted via cutaneous needles, is significantly more effective than usual care at alleviating chronic musculoskeletal pain among cancer survivors. Thanks to Mal, JAMA Oncology, 2021. This concludes today's episode of The Quad Shot. If you like what you've heard, please consider giving us a five-star rating and subscribing to our podcast. Also, check out our website at www.quadshotnews.com and subscribe to our newsletter. We'll catch you next time.